I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 121 of the Canto by Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I lost my voice. That's not great. You should stop screaming so much. But that's not fun to not scream. Were you going to lots of parties and concerts and shouting things? No. I got Korean barbecue and went to a bar. I did no screaming. Hmm. That's no good. Yeah, some plague-like thing is going around in my work, though, and one of my coworkers had the shingles, so... Oh, that's lousy. That's something you do not want to get. I know. It sounds really painful and looks really painful, too. I felt really bad. <sighs> well, how's your week been? Um, I had a bad Star Wars week. And then yesterday I saw Knives Out, and that was good. That's good. It's really very good. You should go see it. Yeah. It's so funny. I like a funny movie. And it's just like really well crafted to where when you look back at it after you know the solution, everything everything works really well and there's no loose threads. It's very smart. Hmm. And it has Daniel Craig doing this southern accent that is so terrible. I laughed so hard when he first started talking in this movie. It is brilliant. I fucking love Daniel Craig, and he should do more lighthearted stuff. Um, He's American in this? Yeah, he's southern. Oh, it is, no. it is a te- It is, like, the most, like fake southern southern accent it's so great oh my god i might have to go see that well it's great because with things like this there really are i mean there's a couple of tropes which is either the 
you know, the distinguished British detective or the Southern gentleman detective. And the fact that they have Daniel Craig, but do the Southern gentleman detective route is such like a brilliant little touch that makes me fucking love Ryan Johnson. <laughs> That's pretty good. And also Daniel Craig. I imagine, I mean, because like, the James Bond movies have a little bit of humor to them, but the Daniel Craig one's not particularly. And I, I would imagine that it's nice to just be able to do a movie that's fun where you get to be funny yeah the movie looked like it was probably fun to make with that big cast too like a yeah the cast is so good um fucking what's his name chris evans who i've always like i like him as captain america but was never particularly struck by his acting prowess or anything but he's great in this movie he's such a good like douchebag performance hmm that's good i like him jamie lee curtis did a good obviously oh yeah she's always fantastic she's great michael shannon's really good uh tom johnson is really good i mean i guess he was great in in the little bit he's in watchmen but man and the lead actress, who I don't know from anything, and I can't remember her name. Is she young? Yeah. Was she the one from uh, 13 Reasons Why? I don't know. Oh. Anna de Armas? Is that her? I think so. But she's oh she was in Blade Runner okay but she's very good and it's just it's um it's just a really fun time at the movies that's good I enjoy a a good time at the movies I was supposed to go see it last night but um dinner went longer than expected. So we kind of just all looked at each other and we're like, um, let's go get drinks. But I'll try to see it. Maybe um, this weekend or before The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because there's a Star Wars movie coming out. And when we're recording this, less than two weeks. Oh, my God. In, in 11 days? That doesn't seem right. It doesn't. Like, it's completely not on my radar yet. Like, I can't even believe that Rise of the Resistance opened at Disney World on Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's supposed to be really cool if it doesn't break. It's been breaking a lot, I've heard. Yeah. Somebody was saying that they had been given fast passes twice because both times they were in line for it, it broke. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how much I want to talk about it because uh, one, I heard that there might be some spoilers for like minor spoilers for the movie on the ride. And like I'm weird about ride spoilers. So it'll be one of those things where I'll have to wait to talk about it until I actually go on it, which probably won't be until like January. I mean, literally all I know is that it opened and then it broke. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to know. Because I don't care about reading about rides that I'm never going to go on. So I was like, oh, okay. I saw the articles about it. And then I just read the one where it's like, yeah, we were waiting in line for hours. And then the ride evacuated. Yeah. I, I just remember seeing this really shitty article saying that, like, I waited 10 hours to ride a ride at Disney World. And, like, it's kind of clickbait because, like, yeah, you're waiting for the ride, but you're not waiting in line. Like, you're going around the park and doing other things in the park. Like, you just have your fast pass or your boarding pass is at this time. And I don't know. It's just... Oh, yeah, that's... That is... um, That's just lying. Yeah, people are liars and don't listen to them. Like, Disney has this... I feel like with uh, Galaxy's Edge, they, um, they're doing a really good job with that, with the whole boarding pass thing... And uh, just making it comfortable for everyone. But I've been seeing the lines of people that are lighting up at Hollywood Studios around like six or seven in the morning, like just to go. And God, I wonder when that's going to die down. But I don't know, people who have actually gone on it seem to like it. That's good. I, I hope it's better than Smuggler's Run. Um, let's see, what else did we learn? Oh, um, they just announced that they're putting out a warning because there's strobe effects in Rise of Skywalker that if you have photosensitivity, uh, epilepsy could trigger seizures. So if that's something that you or your loved ones know is an issue, be careful in this movie. That's a really important thing to talk about. Like, I almost wish that they would project that, like, more and, like, heavily so that people know what yeah, they're going yeah. into. I mean, normally what happens is theaters will, will put up notices. But for for a big movie like this, it's good to know. Like, I mean, you know, because, you know, people bought their tickets weeks ago. Months ago, probably. Like I had, I had, I, cause when I first saw it, I, I tweeted uh, one of my friends about it cause I know that that's an issue for him. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to have to tell me if I need to return my ticket or not. Oh. So it sort of depends, like, you know, if it's one scene or something and he knows it's coming, he can, he can cover his eyes and it'll be okay. But if it's throughout the movie, then. And that is a different issue. I hope they timestamp it because don't you remember for The Last Jedi, some theaters had to put that um, it's okay that 10 seconds of the movie doesn't have any sound. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe something like that will happen. I hope there's timestamps like 
hopefully the theater, like maybe a week after it's out or something else. We'll put up timestamps, but I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely something that, I mean, people need to be aware of because that's a potentially a very serious issue. Um, let's see. We've gotten a bunch of stuff from Anthony Bresnikin, now of Vanity Fair. He's been doing, like, he'd had a whole week of Rise of Skywalker articles. We're not going to talk about all of them because, I mean, there's only so much I can say about, like, oh, Billy D. Williams is really excited to be coming back for the movie. Like, that's cool and all, but... I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, we've already talked about the fact that we're excited to see Lando. And, but there was some stuff that's interesting. One of them was... A, it's it, The article's talking about Finn, but it mentions we're going to get this for for everybody, is we're going to see more backstory for for Finn... And some for Ray and Poe and Kylo as well. But Finn's the one they were really talking about in this article. And I think that's good because he's, it seems like we, and I mean like we as the general public and the movie tends to forget about Finn. And the fact that we, we don't know where he came from. I mean, we know that he was kidnapped and forced to be a storm and like brainwashed to be a stormtrooper, but we don't know when it happened or or if his family's still out there somewhere or anything like that. And frankly, I care about learning about that way more than I do about anything with Ray's backstory. Yeah. I'm really curious about Finn because we, I mean, yeah, we don't really know much about him. And I feel like we've gone throughout these last two movies with basically like no knowledge of him or why the way he is. I mean, sure, we know that he's the next stormtrooper, but like there has to be more to him than just that. Like, he, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and I, I don't need a you know I don't need the entire movie to be like step by step. Here's what happened to Finn. But I would like I would like Finn to get some answers. Yeah, he should. He deserves to. I I would like him to to know what his name is. That's an interesting thought. Like, do you think that? he'll find out like his real name I think that would be nice even if he decides to still be Finn it would it would be cool for him to to know that and have some sort of connection with his past and with his family Yeah, like I'd love for him to, you know, find out his last name or that'd be cool. But then like I would hate for uh, people to just like assume, you know, seeing Lando and him being like, oh, that's Lando's son, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, we got that before Force Awakens came out, and it was very dumb. And Mace Windu. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because there can only be three black people in the galaxy. <laughs> only three. No more, no less. They must be related. Ah, <laughs> uh, well... I God, I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's over. You know, just this whole. You know, sure, we'll probably get like books and uh, possibly like more movies. Do you think we'll get more movies exploring the the trio? Well, at this point, it certainly doesn't sound like the, the actors are particularly interested in it. I mean, Oscar is flat out said he doesn't want to do anymore. That's so sad. Well, I mean, it's a big... It's a big commitment. I mean, even if you were just coming back for one movie, being being in Star Wars is not... I would imagine, like, being in other movies. Because there's also just the whole insane fandom it is pretty insane like um i was watching john boyega's episode of hot ones which is this like uh online youtube show where you're interviewed while eating hot wings very good and he was talking about how do you remember when he was taking pictures he went to this like festival thing and he took like pictures with this uh, with this woman, and she wasn't really wearing a lot of clothes. And that a lot of he said that a lot of Disney fans went after him because um, just because like what he was doing and everything, and that that's not very Disney like for him to you know take pictures with you know these kind of people or I don't know, but like I can't imagine like the extra amount of and like Daisy Ridley too like Daisy Ridley had to and Kelly Marie Tran had to delete their Instagrams because of fucked up people yeah and i mean i don't know like there's like having to deal with all the the, the secrecy around the movies is probably a pain uh, I mean, it just sort of sort of sounds like a bit of a nightmare and it's the last several years of his life is playing one character. And need their actors. I guess, but I wonder how Star Wars is going to affect their career. I mean it's it's always a question. Because you you have people like like Mark Hamill, whose career was defined by it a lot more, and I mean certainly has a huge body of work in in voice acting, but never has escaped being Luke Skywalker. But then you also have Harrison Ford. Yeah. Who was in everything. 
And while people love Han and and definitely know him for Han, I mean, probably because he did he did indie, you know, not that long afterwards. He he is Harrison Ford. He's not Han Solo. Yeah. So iconic. I don't know, though. It's like I, I look at the cast and like, I know that Daisy's been in a, a couple of things since um, Star Wars. Like she was on the Murderer on the Orient Express. She was in that uh, movie that's like kind of like Hamlet or something. I don't know. And then Adam, you have Adam Driver, who was just in uh, that one movie with Scarlett Johansson. And I mean, that's apparently really good. I mean, he works a lot. He had um, Black Klansman last year. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. And he had a couple of things this year. Like, he has the um, oh, the papers as well. Like, what is that called? Um, the program. The, uh, I can't remember the name of that movie. He's a great actor. Oh, the report he has also. That was this year. Which was like a... F, that was about like the FBI, um, CIA torture revelations. Um, Oscar's been in quite a bit. He has, and and some some stuff that was was, you know, lauded. So I don't I don't I don't think that's necessarily a problem for him. I think I think Boyega has a couple other things coming out soon too. What about Kelly? Um, I know she was just in something and then also had a, like a fiction podcast she was on. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well... I don't know. I mean, I wish them the best in their future endeavors, but just uh, that must be difficult for them. Like, you know, how do you move on after Star Wars? I mean, this has been their lives for so many years now, probably like more than five years. Probably since 2013 when uh, or 2012 for some of them when Disney was bought or Disney bought Lucasfilm. Yeah, I think I think that would make you, you know, kind of ready to be done. Yeah. Like if nothing else, just wanting to be able to talk about something else. I mean, with Oscar, like he's going into he has he has Dune next year. So he's going straight into another big sci-fi 
possibly franchise, depending how this movie does. Hmm. That should be good. Hopefully. It it could be. I mean, Dune's difficult, but I I like the director a lot. And the cast is pretty good. That's good. Um, the other thing we learned from Vanity Fair is there's going to be new force powers. Which means there'll be new fanboy bitching. I wonder what it's going to be. Hmm. I mean, it's plural. So presumably a couple of things. I mean, it's sort of like that. I don't I don't have a problem with there's going to be new force powers. I might have a problem if those force powers are stupid or if like the visuals are bad. But just the idea of there being force stuff we didn't know about is fine because I mean, the force is kind of big and there's lots about it we don't know. Yeah, I mean, we just found out that there's a baby Yoda. A baby so Yoda. We, we obviously don't know much about the galaxy. I mean, who knows? But um, who do you think will use these new force powers? Do you think that's something that, you know, Ray learns? Or do you think that um, it's both her and Kylo? Or I think Palpatine? I think maybe it'll be... Like, spread out. Like, we'll see something new from Ray and maybe Kylo will have some new thing that we don't know about yet. But Palpatine, I mean, who knows? Cause that's still so, I mean, his new power could be the fact that he's still around somehow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm almost to the point now where it's like I want to stop learning information about this movie because it's so soon, yeah, oh, you know? Yeah. No, I stopped what? Like, I'm fine, <laughs> I'm fine knowing there's new force powers. I just don't want to know what they are. Yeah. I don't... I haven't watched any of the TV spots. I've been very careful in what articles I read and I've muted a bunch of shit on Twitter. So now I just have to stop talking to Steel Saunders and then I'll be okay. Yeah, Twitter. Props to Twitter because before, when I used to try to mute words or something, like Twitter was being really shitty about it. But like a lot, I see like a lot of like things that pop up that are like, oh, this mentions something that you've muted. I'm like, oh my god, this is fantastic. But I also know that there are assholes out there who are spoiling the movies, uh, the movie for other people. So uh, I don't know when my um, departure from Twitter is going to start. Yeah. Well, there's also just people who like. I mean, the problem with it is. For, for muting words, then people have to be using those words. And people do not always have that common courtesy, whether it's Rise of Skywalker or new episodes of Mandalorian. 
Yeah. I'm so careful about spoilers. Like, I didn't even post, like, a GIF or a picture of Baby Yoda until, like, a couple days ago. Like, I am so careful. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... This next thing, um... So, Oscar Isaac has been, uh, I think maybe because he realizes he doesn't care about doing any more Star Wars, has been, uh, I would say, pretty open about some of his feelings on things. And he's always, he's always been vocal about how he was playing Poe as being romantically interested in Finn. And that was something that he thought the movie should do. And, um, they're not. But he had this quote from an interview with Variety. Um... There was an intimacy that was just there. I think the fact that neither of us shied away from that while we were shooting as well, it was like, these are two guys that are being that are happy being intimate with each other emotionally. Personally, I had hoped and wished that maybe they would have taken it further in other films, but I, did, I, but I don't have control over it. It seemed like a natural progression, but sadly, but sadly enough, it's time when people are too afraid. I think of, I don't know what. So yeah, this is this is uh something Oscar wanted and pushed for and the decision was made by someone that it's not happening. And it's it's interesting that that people have decided to talk about this before the movie came out. And I think it shows, I mean, Oscar obviously realizes that the Finn Poe fans should be warned about this. But you also had JJ give an interview who was talking about, like, and, and you know, I, I, I like a lot about JJ, but fuck him for this, which was, oh, the, the Finn Poe relationship is is deeper than romance which is a really like shitty way to excuse the fact that you're too much of a coward or or possibly too much of a bigot to have these two guys be in a romantic relationship but uh yeah it's the fact that they have decided to like comment on this before the film is out like especially jj who is you know like all about not telling anybody about the films at all shows that it's not just a matter of oh we didn't think about it or oh we didn't realize that people were viewing the characters that way um they knew they knew exactly what the view of these characters was and it was the 
I mean, the perfect opportunity when you're talking about, oh, it should seem like a natural part of the story. When we, you know, like, oh, would we finally decide to have queer characters? Like we want it to be, we, you know, it's time and we want it to be a natural thing. And eventually, like, I think it's going to happen. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have asked for a more perfect natural way for it to occur which is it wasn't overtly scripted and the first movie but you had two actors who had great chemistry and were were willing to to go for it and be really vulnerable with those characters and how they interacted with each other and so to to not do it in this movie with those two characters feels like a slap in the face. So how do you feel now knowing this knowledge going into this movie? I'm really pissed off. And it's it's very it's weird because there's this interview that that JJ gave the same one where he's talking about Finn and Finn and Poe being you know like deeper than than romance and they're and you know the friends blah 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 bullshit is he 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 talks about about queer representation in Star Wars and and hints that there might be representation in this movie but I. I mean, first of all, I don't trust that since the whole Lando is pansexual thing, but I, I don't trust that it's going to be a big thing. I think it's going to it's going to be like that fucking Marvel thing where it's like two guys in the background. Like, I don't. And to do that when when you could have just gone for Finn Poe and 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 saying all this I don't I, I like those two together I think they're adorable together I'd be really happy if they were together but they're not like my ride or die OTP or anything I think Oscar Isaac has chemistry with a whole ton of people because he's fucking Oscar Isaac and but it's not about that it's that this could have been an opportunity to have two of your male heroic leads in a big budget movie not just a big budget movie you know like the one of the two biggest franchises in the world and to do that especially like not only that but it would have been like this interracial relationship which we also don't have nearly enough representation of and that would have been so powerful and it's the same way we talk about how we want we want people to see themselves on screen um when when you know like when i talk about how excited my little brother was to see finn like to see somebody who looked like him being a hero and and holding a lightsaber and how how cool that was and how how happy friends of ours were to to see Rose on screen and to see her have this 
you know, this great, beautiful moment that, that, you know, sums up the entire ethos of Star Wars. And, you know, we, we win by saving what we love. And so when I think about, I mean, that would mean a lot to me as a 36 year old who lives in New York City and has an extremely supportive family and has never like faced the sort of discrimination that, that a lot of queer people do. So when I think about how much that means to me, I I translate that to, to people who aren't in that situation. And I think of like young queer kids in situations where they can't come out to their families because they'll get kicked out of the house or who are facing bullying in school or who have only ever had, you know, have only ever heard negative things about about homosexuality or bisexuality or, or transgender people or whatever. And so to... To know that they could have, they could have seen that on, on Star Wars, and that was consciously denied. Is it's hard to deal with because, like, Star Wars isn't just some movies that I like. Like we do this, we do this podcast every week, but also, you know, it's something I like, I could collect toys and I think about it a lot and I analyze it with my friends and I'm always talking about it on Twitter. But at, at some point, do I continue to support this thing that can't even acknowledge that I exist. What's your heart telling you? I don't know. I... Like, I really don't know. Like, it's something that, like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so angry that that's even, like, a decision I have to make. By making this decision, what do you lose? Well, I mean, because I love Star Wars, and and I don't want like to not have that anymore. Like, I want to like watch The Mandalorian and just think about how awesome The Mandalorian is, and I want to be excited about Rise of Skywalker. But I also gotta go. Okay. <sighs> Uh, 
I don't know. It's it's like, do you like there's there's places I don't shop or eat at because they give their profits to anti LGBT organizations. Like that's a conscious decision I make. And 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 so I don't know. It's weird when it's when it's not a when it's it's not. I mean, it's obviously not quite that clear cut because it's not like you know Disney is is giving money to these like queer conversion groups, but at the same time, like it. I don't know how different it is if if they're too much of a coward and willing to 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 um to bow down to to bigotry and and homophobia and not show a reflection of the world we actually live in because they're worried about profits they'll miss out on from these assholes. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying earlier, you know, like how you want to watch The Mandalorian and how, you know, you want to be excited for The Rise of Skywalker. Fuck that. You don't have to be excited for something that part of you might be treading. Like, you don't have to see this movie. You know, like, I I want you to be happy and to have, you know, your decisions make you happy. And, like, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how this movie is going to affect you. And that, that scares me because it's like, yeah, I want you to enjoy it. But at the same time, like, Star Wars isn't, it's not making you happy. Like it's doing things that's continuing to break your heart. And like, I don't want you to continue going through that and to, you know, feel like you have to force yourself to go through that. Like maybe like, maybe it's time to, you know, let go of some things. Like you don't have to let go of the Mandalorian, but like maybe let go of these episodic films because they're obviously causing you harm. And I hate to see that. I don't know. I just I just want you to be happy. And it, it sucks, you know, seeing how much like this affects you. Like I agree that, you know, like some 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 of this really fucking sucks that, you know, JJ's going and saying this and you know there have been they've been hinting at this for years and it's not happening and how many people this is affecting including you like why continue to support something that continuously breaks your heart and it's like I I know that you know we do a podcast about it and that we have many friends because of it but like it's okay. Like whatever decision you make because of this is going to be fine and you're going to have tons of support. I support you to the moon and back. I have your back no matter fucking what. So hearing you talk about all this breaks my heart because, you know, even if, you know, I don't agree with you and but I do like I still defend you no matter what. 
And I, I really, I really appreciate that. And I know, like, I know that I can, I count on that from our other friends too. It's just like, I'm so, it sucks that's even like has to be a decision that I make. But is it going to be something that's going to make you happy in the end? Is going to make you not have to sit here and think about how this is affecting negatively affecting people's lives or negatively affecting you to the point where you know that it's it it's dreadful for you to even like talk about you know yeah i guess i guess the question is it am i gonna feel that even if i'm not seeing the movies because i mean i mean that's the thing is like i it's i mean partially that i feel i mean i feel guilty supporting them but also i mean it's this thing i love that i do like i want to support and i'm going to be upset about the lack of representation whether or not I'm watching the movies. But is that worth watching the movies though? Like, is that worth sitting in a theater and watching something that you know will probably disappoint you? Because like, I don't know how this movie is going to be. Like, I... I've heard things. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like, I'm friends with a bunch of people who, like, know exactly what's going to happen in this fucking movie. You know? So it's like, just, I just, I want you to be happy. And, like, I don't know if this movie is going to bring you, I mean, I I want it to. Like, I I fucking hope so. Like, I I go into, you know, like, it's it's affecting me, too, because it's like, I go into things and I'm just like, I really want Emily to like this. You know, not because it's like, I, 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 I love, you know, I love your criticism for anything, but it's like, I just, I just want you to be happy. Like, I... I, I feel like as a person, I just, I focus so much on others and it's like, I want them to be happy. And it's like, I, I desperately, it's like, I want you, I really want you to be happy. And just. Well, I don't know. Cause like, I want to, I want to see Lando again. And I want to see, I want to see Chewbacca. And I want to see, like, I, like, I want to see the end of Ray's story. Because that character means a lot to me, and I want to, like, I fucking love Poe and Finn so much. Like, just even as just as separate characters. And, I don't know. But I also, I mean, for for a lot of reasons, it's not just this. Like, we've talked about all this shit. Like, I, I don't think I'm particularly going to like this movie. And this, like, this is more, I don't know, like, I've been, like, I haven't been excited about this movie because of the other shit. And I'm just like, you know, like, JJ's endings, I don't know, I don't know. But this news was sort of, I don't know, like, it felt, it felt different. Like, it wasn't just, oh, here's one less thing to be excited about. It was, 
oh, here's something I'm actively angry about. I don't know. Like, maybe it's it's after this or, you know, if you decide to see this movie, like, maybe it's time to, like, time to say goodbye. But, like, you know, you 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 want to watch the mandalorian it's like you want to watch all these different things but like are you prepared for the repercussions of that or you know like continuously being disappointed by a fandom or a movie series or even like a tv series or something like having to do with something that you love and you've loved for so many years like is it is it worth it well i don't know and and that's why i think it's it's probably good for me that the movies are going on a break for a couple of years. Yeah. And hopefully shortly after Rise of Skywalker will know what the next thing is and look if it's if it's if it's ryan johnson's movies i'm back in i love the way the guy writes a movie um he definitely also like there's still like some representation stuff that he would also like need to fucking work on but at least i would know that like, this is a writing style i enjoy and he crafts stories in a way that I like. And I think he, I, th I, th I think he thinks about Star Wars in a way that I think about Star Wars in terms of wanting to explore a, a broader universe away from the, the stuff we've already spent time with. But if it were like going to be like another, Oh, this is a trilogy set five years after rise of Skywalker. I think that I would not, be into anymore hmm. but there's the, I like the Mandalorian I mean it's just got it's got its own issues um but I've mostly really been enjoying that and there's a cute little baby Yoda yeah I love that baby Yoda so much that baby Yoda is the one good thing in Star Wars right now I think he's the best thing in like Star it Wars. Is, <laughs> it is the purest thing in Star Wars. Because there's no there's nothing there's nothing bad about Baby Yoda. Um there I don't I don't have to like worry about a negative reaction to Baby Yoda. I can just look at Baby Yoda and suddenly everything is a little bit more okay. I'm glad you have Baby Yoda for support. And, you know, I'm here if you ever need anything. And I, I got your back no matter what. Like, if you decide to be like, you know what? Screw Star Wars. Then, you know, I'll I'll screw I'll screw it too. You know, like. Okay. We might have to rename our podcast. but I mean, we can still be the Canto by Dispatch. I mean, Emily, we can just go, like, strictly to, like, a sex podcast. Like, I'm ready for that. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I I am more than ready. Like it, maybe every now and then it's like I could be like, oh, I went to Disneyland the other day, and like, yeah, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever 
you know, you, you have the steering wheel. Like I, I trust your, your driving skills, you know, like I want you to be the driver on Autotopia, you know, like you are, <laughs> you are the driver, you happen. are the driver. It's happening right now. You're the driver. So steer me in the right direction. I'm going to steer us into never going on. Dude, I, that's fucking going to happen. You know it. I know it. Like I, I have a planned date. Like, you know how those people like, go to Disneyland and like they plan those like proposals like I'm planning a fucking we're going to Autotopia kind of thing I want $20 and a lot of candy $20 what are you Michael Pappas okay I can work on that uh oh uh oh Uh -oh. did I lose you I think I lost (sighs) how did you lose me I'm right here Oh, never mind. I accidentally, I accidentally <laughs> pressed the mute muted, button. You muted, the, you muted yourself, and I was very worried. Yeah. I was going to be so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, because because we got back about this. <laughs> I know. Like I thought you were mad because you said you want twenty dollars, and I'm like, who are you, Michael Pappas? And then I was like, no, I want twenty dollars in candy, and then I will go on Autotopia. So twenty dollars in candy or twenty dollars and candy? Because I can do both both okay like a nice new crisp $20 bill okay I I know some people and good candy not not shitty candy okay okay I'll write down notes um yeah (sighs) well um I don't know I just I I want you to be happy and I want to help in any way that I can um yeah, I cried on two podcasts this week, so that's fun. Oh, stop it! <laughs> yeah, I was on I was on Steele's uh, Mandalorian reaction show chit chat, which is on podcast and also on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we started talking about that, which I was not expecting us to talk about because we talk about the Mandalorian, but then it came up. And then I felt really dumb because I was, because especially because it was on like we were recording on YouTube, so like my video is on. And so it was it was Steel and Hawes, and our buddy Robbo, and they were all very nice. But I was like, God damn it, stop crying! No, don't feel embarrassed. It's it's something you feel passionate about, and it's something that you know, you put a lot of thought into and something that like means a lot to you. So you shouldn't be embarrassed about crying over something that just hits you to the core, like screaming onto the mountaintops. Like this is something that you truly feel passionate about and you should, yeah, express it in any, any way that you want to, or that you feel like you need to, because it's important it's it means everything to you it means everything to me like I'm loving that we're having this conversation right now and I'm knowing everything that you know how you feel and I don't know but and I I hope it's it's helping you talk about it yeah I gotta I mean I just I gotta figure out a way to like work through it and I don't know what that's going to be but so um 
We watched The Mandalorian. That's a word. Watched. <laughs> experienced? Um, I wouldn't even say experienced. Um, you know when, like, you make a lot of effort to, like, uh, you know, it's like you're you're about to clean the house because, like, someone's coming over. Like, someone, like, important. So, you know, you wake up early, you get ready, you get everything ready, and then you're sitting around waiting. And then you get that text message from them being like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it. That was this week's episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandalorian didn't make it? No, <laughs> The Mandalorian did not make it. <laughs> this is an interesting one because reactions were really split on it. And I am surprised by how much people liked this episode. Oh my god. Me too. Like, on Friday, I was dying to talk to someone about it. <laughs> like, I was literally at work just rotting in anger. Like, this episode... <laughs> angered me like i was like i even texted you and i was like hey did you watch it what did you think it didn't say anything and i'm like god damn it she's making me wait until sunday to talk about this like oh my god like what the fuck was that what the fuck i love that we have reached something that like you hate even more than i did this what the <laughs> fuck was this like Okay, we're going to Tatooine. And then, oh, the Tusken Raiders. And then there's this dude just chill. Like, who the fuck was that? Like, what the fuck was he? And then, like, I, I'm I'm watching this episode just, you know, and then they're, they're sitting in the dirt. And he's like, oh, she has the high ground. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck? And then the credits roll. And I'm like, okay, like, Dave directed it. And then I see who wrote it. It's fucking Dave. And I'm like, you know what? It all makes sense now. It all makes sense that something that I'm watching and I'm like, okay, like, I don't know how I feel about this. And it's Dave. What? What? (laughs) What was this? I would say that Dave Filoni is not at the point in his live acting directing that he should be directing his own script. Because what happens when you have a bad script is at least the, con- the director can be like, oh, this isn't really working. Can we, can we do this bit in a different way? But it's his own script, so he thinks it's good, presumably. And it is um, not good. And he is not a strong director and is definitely not somebody who knows how to get the best performance out of his actors because what was his name toro mm-hmm. he was the, the shitty zach efron looking bounty hunter um was terrible Like, I've seen some bad acting in Star Wars. Dude was terrible. I don't... The character, yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have liked that character anyway. And you're not supposed to like that character. But I couldn't even stand watching him. 
why does Day feel like we need these kind of characters to tell us what's going on? Like, that was the only reason why he was there was to explain to the audience what was going on and to, you know, do something to end to cause conflict. Like, this character provided nothing. He, and like, it was almost embarrassing just watching it because it's just knowing the potential that the show has put on the past couple episodes and then seeing this, seeing this wannabe guild member. And it's like, I feel like this character shouldn't have been like Dave does these like, why couldn't this character have been um, a different species or like, why did it have to be a human? Like, yeah. That's what made me mad is that this character, you know, because it's like it can be argued that a lot of these characters haven't really done much, you know, for the Mandalorian these past couple episodes. But this this made me mad because it's I'm sitting here anticipating, you know, watching a show and seeing something like this. It's just it's kind of it, it burns a little. It's like I waited years and years to get a star wars tv show and i'm given this cheap episode where it's basically (laughs) a um tap of the hat or tip of the hat or what i don't even know the fuck but oh we're on tatooine oh we're doing this it's like all of the homages to you know moss eisley and everything like i don't give a shit like i've never not given a shit about tatooine so much in my life seeing the mandalorian land on tatooine you know it just it was too much and knowing that dave did this it's really fucking cheap like it is and if it were anyone else i wouldn't feel this way but out of all people to do this like i don't know like i'm i feel pretty burned by dave Uh, oh i feel like dave is like the most likely person to do this Like, here's the thing is I don't I don't mind going back to Tatooine and actually when they first I'm like oh my god it's Tatooine that's awesome I don't need them to then reference every place we've ever heard of on Tatooine like I don't I don't need you to go into the cantina I don't need you to talk about um like taking somebody out to Beggar's Canyon like I fucking get it we're on Tatooine I recognize it Yeah. Um, the Mandalorian should have Baby Yoda taken away by Child Protective Services. Uh, uh, like, you can't leave a baby on a spaceship. This is not just a it's like, oh, uh, speaking as a parent, I know the blah blah blah. Like, no, you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to ever have had experience with babies to know you don't leave any baby especially a extremely wanted baby on a spaceship and then just take off for a couple days you know if Filoni if Filoni wrote this or if uh if Favreau wrote this episode I don't think he would have the Mandalorian do it I feel like so far the Mandalorian has been an okay parent but Maybe his judgment was just clouded because of Dave. <laughs> he got drunk on Dave. When 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 the when we're in the cold open with a dogfight and Yoda's in the little crate thing that's strapped to the chair, I'm like, oh, the Mandalorian made him a little baby Yoda seat. That's awesome. But then 
he just leaves like he leaves him on an open like for okay don't leave your baby on a new spaceship there's too much shit they can get into and their baby don't also don't leave your baby in a spaceship that he can just wander away from when he is an extremely wanted little baby yoda god like what was he doing like baby yoda doesn't have any food or water like i understand you don't want to take baby yoda on a job with you but then what you have to do mandalorian is find babysitter He's a terrible babysitter. He's the worst. Thank God for Amy Sedaris and her insane wig. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I do, that made me laugh. So like, I don't care. Like, I'm okay with that because that's like, that's the particular kind of Star Wars ridiculousness that I'm okay with, especially because I love Amy Sedaris and she's fucking hilarious and is talented enough that she can withstand probably getting no character-driven direction from Filoni and having a dog shit script. Because she's just being weird and has a bad wig and is carrying around a baby Yoda. So I'm okay with that. But, man, that other dude sucked. And let's talk about the criminal underuse of Fennec Shand and Ming-Na Dave, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's... Okay, so the, the first point of this episode where I was like, ooh, I don't know, was when um, Amy was holding the baby, baby Yoda. And she's like, oh... I'm going to make the Mandalorian pay extra for babysitting you. That was when I was like, okay, this this is getting a little weird. But when he killed her, what? I get now, it. Yeah. Now, we've said this about every character so far, which is maybe she'll come back. But she got shot in the stomach. And it seems like was about like 12 hours ago. By the time he gets back and, like, just drops her body. So between the gunshot wound to the stomach and the exposure. But also, like, why do you... I don't know. It's it's not good. It's really fucking shitty. She's so great. And potentially was such a cool character that if she's not coming back, it is... An outrage. I don't know if I'm more disappointed in um, Dave or in John Favreau because, like, John Favreau should have seen this script and been like, "What the fuck is this?" Especially killing a character like um, Fennec. I mean, she was fucking smart, badass. I mean, the advice that she was giving to um, Fuckboy. I don't even know his name. His name's Fuckboy. Um, you know about you know taking the best scar and then like getting the child and then like he just shoots her like uh, 
I would have rather had something happen to him and then like she like I know how terrible it sounds that you know but would I rather have had someone take baby Yoda rather than her dying I don't know but like she didn't have to die that's the thing yeah yeah so what's your take on the last scene I don't think it's Boba Fett that's for fucking sure um I is it just the question of who that is like I think it's uh yeah. what's his face um Gideon yeah see that was my immediate thought too and especially because the the cape matches and but here's the thing I was listening to Blue Harvest and also because I was talking about it with Haas last night on Steel Show and granted Haas has a vested interest in wanting it to be Boba Fett. But I will say, he convinced me that if it's not Boba Fett, it is Dave and whoever else in the show being huge assholes to really devoted Star Wars fans. Because there's the... the You hear the jangly stirrup sound when the guy... Um, approaches and um, not stir up spurs. You hear the spur sound that when he approaches, which is a Boa Fett sound. But apparently there's also and then Hawes like had somebody send this to him and he pulled out so he played it on the show. The, the kind of like mechanical whirring sound that Boba Fett's like viewfinder helmet makes Oh, is shit. also in is also in that mix. So it's a thing where you're making your hardcore fans think it's Boba Fett because, like, you know, people aren't gonna like. I didn't pick up on that. I'd never even like. It wouldn't have occurred to me that it was Boba Fett until I started reading people talking about it online. But so most fans aren't gonna go there. So the only fans who are gonna go there are the hardcore fans who really like do things like analyze the sound effects. And if you do that just to mislead or fuck with them, that's incredibly shitty. Yeah. Dave needs to stop. And I I don't know if he's going to or I don't know if you know just the reactions like from this episode because you said that a lot of people like this episode which I'm surprised about like even Carlos who is a very positive about Star Wars and really likes Solo he even saw this episode and was like it's not great you know and that meant a lot to me because usually he's the one that's like you need to be more positive about Star Wars and I'm like you need to stop but um yeah, even he was like, "What? The, what? The, what was this? This is weird." I don't know. Yeah, and the cape doesn't match with Boba Fett's. It's longer, but you know, it's been you know seven years or whatever. the The only thing, I mean, the sound effect thing definitely, but in the moment, the only thing that makes me go, "Oh." is that Moff Gideon is I don't quite know why you don't just show him but maybe you don't just show him because 
you know, it is a sort of classic TV cliffhanger of, oh, here is mysterious dude. Like, even if it's not somebody that we know. So I don't know. I mean, frankly, I'd rather beat Moff Gideon just because I want to see Moff Gideon and I don't give a shit about Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, I don't really give a shit about Boba Fett, too. But the fact that they could be, like, hinting this is... that That's fucked up. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, that's, like, right now, that's the only reason I want it to be Boba Fett is because I will feel so bad for Hawes if it's not. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, it's such a mean thing to do to your fans that I don't, I don't want to think they would do that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm still, I'm still disappointed in, in this episode. Like, it could have been better. Like, I deserve the best. And this was not the best. And I know that the past couple of weeks, what I have been provided is the best. And, you know, I, I was talking to someone about this, about how, you know, John has written all these episodes. So for him to go from writing all these episodes to have someone else writing, it's kind of confusing because it's like we're getting to know the character from this writer's point of view. And then we have another writer come in and just kind of fuck around. Like, it's going to be hard to understand, you know, the show and this character if we if we get this kind of writing, this, you know, really good one week and really bad the next week, you know? Like, it could really affect yeah. The Mandalorian. Well, especially when you only have eight episodes. I mean, it's one thing if you have a 22-episode season. Then, like, okay, there's a couple of crappy episodes. Who cares? And but we, when you have eight episodes, like they should all be super tight and the like the best of the best. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm disappointed. I I know I know everybody fucking loves Filoni, and I I'm sure he's a super nice guy, but. You know, it's all it's all the like, oh him being the the heir apparent of of Lucas and and you know he's he's the next George and George taught him everything that he knows. But I think that's my my problem with him is he's stuck in George Lucas Star Wars and not like nineteen seventy seven George Lucas Star Wars, but messing around constantly with the special editions and tinkering forever and wanting to make a movie about the like microscopic forced creature George Lucas and 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 yeah I want Star Wars to grow and I don't think that Dave is the person to do that I don't think so either and 
there doesn't have to be another George. Like, we don't need another George. Like, there's so much that all of these different writers and producers and directors are providing for Star Wars. We don't have to go back to something that, you know, sure, it's nostalgic, but we're ready to move on from, you know, that kind of writing or that kind of directing. Like, Yeah, and when you're getting multiple shows and multiple movies, then you don't just want one type of vision. At least I don't. I want originality. And I feel like Dave doesn't give me that in anything. It's like the way that he writes reminds me of like Rebels or reminds me of like the Clone Wars or something. And that's great if I'm watching the Clone Wars, but this isn't the Clone Wars. This isn't an animated show. This is a jam-packed action television show that I feel like could have done better this week. And it, it sucks. But I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, like I'm, I'm sitting here bitching about it, and I'm mean, like, I still watched it. You know, I still, I, I watched it twice already. Like, I still love the Mandalorian and everything. <laughs> Have you watched it twice? I watched it twice. I watched it twice because Carlos was watching it. I kind of like fell asleep like um, near the end of it, but I woke up to the um, possible Boba Fett part. But even like you know the music when they were riding the bikes in the on Dune Sea. Uh-huh. Even that, that reminded me so much of the Clone Wars movie. When there when Dooku and Anakin were fighting in like the middle of the sand when he had like little Jabba baby. Like, ah. Uh, just painful. I love the Tuscan Raiders and the sign language though. Yes, that was really cool. That was like a nice little bit of world building. That was badass. And just so sweet. And they took the binoculars from Fuckboy, which made me happy and it's not it's nice to be like hey the tuscan raiders are people and yeah. not just savages it's their land yeah and i liked i liked i liked i don't think we've seen sign language in star wars before that was really cool yeah but yeah i just i i hope for better next week um I want to look at who's um, writing so that I, I don't go on another rant again. Because this is rare for me. <laughs> I love it. I was not expecting you to be so passionate about it. Really? I I ugh. I was sitting at work just uh, just in anger. Or no, I was like I was uh, setting up a party and just in anger. <laughs> just I'm putting up decorations. I'm just thinking, Faloney! but um that's awesome yes okay wait, let me go okay so um okay um we have a different writer um we have a couple writers um christopher yost and rick um familia oh he's the one who's directed right yeah i think so okay wait, um yeah, but he's writing it too. But yeah, he, yeah. But it's funny because Favreau is writing the last two episodes. So I don't know why. Just Dave is just taken, just decided to be like, okay, guys, I got it. Like, no, Dave, you, you don't got it. <laughs> Go back. Go back to animation, please. Just just stay there. Look pretty. Uh, maybe like draw some things. You know, you can even post on Instagram about Ahsoka. Like you can do whatever you want. Just, just, just 
just, just don't write again for live action, please. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't um, good. Yeah. It wasn't. Hmm. <sighs> well, um, I feel like we should move on to um, more exciting and um, redeeming topics, uh, such as our friend and traitor, Still Saunders. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God, this guy, fucking Chris Yost wrote uh, Thor The Dark World. Yikes. Oh. But also Ragnarok. Oh, okay. That's like my least favorite and my favorite Marvel movies. Okay, good. Okay, so we have hope. Um, okay. We, we've been anticipating something for months that, you know, has been teased and just we haven't really gotten much from it and literally not even like a couple hours after we finished recording last week when you know we were just sitting there in anger because you know we were promised something we were passionate about it they seemed passionate about it but we still got nothing we got something um we finally received the long awaited uh fuck mary kill from our friend Steel Saunders. Yay. Um, Emily, would you love to play that? Because I b- believe it's audio. Yeah. Let me, let me, it's going to be the funniest thing ever if this doesn't work. I should have, I should have tested it beforehand. <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's see. Hey, Brittany and Emily, it's Steele here from Twitter.com, and I have got a fuck, marry, kill for you guys. It's a banger. I've been sitting on this one for months. I've been sizzling it, and uh, I finally got around to recording it and sending it in. It's a great day. So I saw this image from... um, the Revenge of the Jedi promo tour. Um, and this is just, it's a conundrum of our FMK. So in this photo, we have got, I'm just pulling it up now, a yellow-hatted Padres hat, Hayden Christensen towering over the group he's uh got a cardigan on black cardigan a couple buttons undone sleeves pulled up casual look next to him in what looks to be a star wars baseball shirt with it open revealing the revenge of the sith t-shirt which so this might have been at san diego comic-con uh, but we've got Steve Sansweet, collector extraordinaire, um, writer, 
Star Wars fan, public speaker, beard owner. He's in the middle. Next to him, in a shirt, chest showing, a button revealing. He's got his glasses, his reading glasses around his neck like an old lady on a chain. And then he's got his sunglasses on his eyes. His hair looks like he's just been in a, um, a very windy storm or the like. We've got the producer, Rick McCullum. So you've got Hayden Christensen, Steve Sansweet, Rick McCullum. Fuck, marry, kill. I won't give you my answer until the second recording because I've thought about this a lot and um, I've got my reasoning behind my decisions. But first, I would like to hear yours and then come back to me. Catch you later, Canto bitches. Hearing Steel say Canto bitches is very weird. It is, but it also feels like home. <laughs> also, Steel, I appreciate the full fashion report. That's very helpful. Okay, so... Hayden Christensen. Wow. Steve Sansweet. Rick McCollum. I mean... What does Rick have to offer in as a husband or in the bedroom? I mean, here's... I don't know. Um, hmm. I mean, Steve, Steve, he's got a very nice Star Wars collection. He does. I mean, I have to fuck Hayden. Because, I mean, like, Hayden is like the... Yeah. It's Hayden. Nice young dude. Yeah. Okay. But... What you are right, Steve has a great collection, and he's probably a very nice man. And Rick has done so much for Star Wars and for the prequels, and I really do enjoy the prequels. But I think it's time for Rick to fall. And Steve to rise as uh, my husband. So I got to fuck Hayden, marry uh, Steve, and kill Rick. What about you? Yeah, I mean, Rick McCollum is going to die because he has, he has been responsible for a lot of Star Wars that I don't like. I'm sure he's very nice and he seems like cool enough. And in interviews and shit that I've seen with him, like the behind the scenes stuff, but I don't like the prequels or the special editions. And also I don't like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. So Yeah, he's gonna die. Um I don't really know anything about Steve Sansweet, besides the fact that he has a whole lot of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I mean he seems he seems like a nice enough dude. That's what I've heard from people who have who have gone on the tour and everything. 
So, I guess, yeah, I guess marry him and then, and then fuck Hayden. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. But, all right, well, should we hear what Steele has decided? I'm very curious. And I love the fact that he's thought about this a lot. I know. Seems like a long time. <laughs> he's had, maybe, maybe that's why it took him months to send it to us. Maybe he actually like had to do the real process to make sure that it was like for the best. <gasps> oh God, is one of them dead? Should we check? Yeah. Well, I don't know. After, after his, <sighs> Let's not spoil it for us. Maybe after he reveals who he's killed, we should go make okay. sure that they're still right. alive. All right. So this is how I broke it down. And I'm wondering if any of you guys went the same way as me for the same reasons. Okay. Fuck. Come on. Come on. Who's going to be crazier in the sack than McCullum? <laughs> it's dense. It's dense when McCullum gets in the sack. So we're fucking, we're fucking Rick, right? Let's get that out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Mary, we're going to have to go with Mr. Sansweet because um, we're not getting a prenup. We're just, <laughs> we're just going to Vegas and getting it done. And then I own half his toys. It's going to be the best. Then, you know, you might think, why kill Hayden Christensen? Well, he can come back as a force ghost, like he did in Return of the Jedi. And fingers crossed, like he does in The Rise of Skywalker. So there you go. That is the best solving. Oh, maybe you guys topped it, but I'm, I'm very proud of um, the uh, my my breaking it down, thinking outside the box, um, getting to screw McCollum, getting lots of toys with Sansweet, and then still getting to enjoy uh, Hayden when he um, he appears in a blue shade. I love the podcast. You guys are the best. I love you both dearly. Uh, bye. I don't. I don't quite know how to break it to steel that Hayden Christensen is not actually a Jedi. I don't think we should. I think that we should just. You know how kids like believe in like Santa. Like let's just let's just let this slide. I mean, Steel apparently has some some knowledge about Rick McCollum in bed that I am now much more leaning towards Rick McCollum. I don't know how Steele came about that information, but. Well, maybe that's why he took so long. <laughs> Is that he, he went out and pursued Rick McCollum. There we go. I do like the fact that we're like, we're like, we were both like, oh, Steve Sansweet seems like a really nice guy. We'll marry him. And Steele's yeah. was, I want to marry him so I can get half his toys. Steel sturdy. I like it. <laughs> well, now I can start working on my Steel Saunders Rick McCollum fan fiction. I'm I'm all in for that. 
Uh, we also got an email from Catherine. Do you want to read that one? Oh, yeah. Let me find it. Oh. Hello, Canto Biters. I loved every episode of Mandalorian so far, but the internet is telling me I'm wrong. Am I viewing everything Star Wars with rose-colored glasses? Do I have? Do I not have a critical eye? Am I living in a world of raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens? Thank you for a great podcast. Not long till the rise of Skywalker, Catherine. Um, no. First off, um, it, the internet could say something, but you are not wrong. You believe whatever the fuck you want to believe in. If you really love this episode, then you really love this episode. I'm happy for you that you really love this episode. Like, we all have differing opinions, but I don't want you to see someone else's opinion and be like, oh, God, I have to think that. You don't have to think anything. Like, your opinion is so wonderful and pure, and it's it's wonderful in its own way. And I don't want you to, you know, listen to us and be like, oh, God, like, I'm wrong for liking this. Like, no, you're not. Like, we're all entitled to our own opinions, and I never want you to sway your opinion because of listening to us. Like, maybe you find some things that we say, like, uh, oh, like, yeah, maybe that's a good point that, you know, Emily said this or Brittany said this, but you're not wrong, Catherine. I would also say, even if you are, like, viewing it uncritically or, sh- like, sunshine and rainbows and stuff, which which I don't necessarily think is true, like, that's fine like there's nothing wrong with just watching something and and liking it like that's probably actually a lot healthier i mean i think i think there's definitely a excuse me there's there's a place for for critique and criticism and i think those things are important but i don't think it's how you like i don't think it's how every single person needs to view everything that they watch like, it's okay to just sit back and enjoy something. And, and like, maybe you are watching it critically and it just doesn't, there's just things there that don't bother you that do bother other people. That is also fine. Yeah. I don't know. But definitely if you ever, if you ever feel like someone's, like, telling you that you're wrong for liking something, like... Let us know or, you know, like say something or be like, you know what, like be confident in your opinions and your thoughts because they're important and they mean something. And is someone else telling you that you're wrong? Like, fuck them, you know, like they're not you. Like, I don't know. Just don't listen to them. Like if someone's actually like going out of their way to tell you that you're wrong, like, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed this episode, Catherine. Yeah, and you're in you're in plenty of good company with people like Hawes and Steele who love this episode. Yeah. So don't worry. You're good. Yeah, thank you for emailing. Um, Emily, do you have anything else to add to this episode? I don't think so. 
I don't either. Um, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Where can we find you and the podcast? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lynn. The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at Cantobite Pod. You can also hear me on Steel Saunders Mandalorian reaction shows that are up on his YouTube page, which is Steel Wars, and also on his Steel Wars podcast stream. Check that out. Um, you can email us, cantobitepod at gmail.com. Send us fuck, Mary kill. You can either do it in an email or you can email us a voice message like our very good, kind friend Steel Saunders did. Yes, good for him. Yeah, send us things. Send us your reactions to Mandalorian or anything that we've talked about this week. Or send us like what you're looking forward to in Rise of Skywalker. Because, yeah, it's almost Rise of Skywalker. And then, what, we have one more episode out before Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. yeah. So send us what you're what you're looking forward to, what your theories are. Only send us your theories if they're not based on any spoilers. I don't want your spoiler-influenced theories. Yeah. Because I hate when people do that when they're like, they share their theories and it's like, I know you know the movie. Like, stop it. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. But other than that, um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And until then, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Get bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one.